Hello, and welcome to the Betches Up Podcast. I'm Sammy Fishbein. I'm Amanda Duberman. And for those of you who are just tuning in, the Betches Up Podcast is your bi-weekly rundown of all the crazy shit that's happening in the news, explained by our two funniest friends, which, which is, is us. us. Today we're talking about an exciting new season of American Crime Story, the Trump visits to El Paso and Dayton, and should you still go to SoulCycle? Let's get into it. Betches Media presents. I like beer. I don't know if you do. Okay. Do you like beer, Senator, or not? Uh, my party is going bat crazy. Yeah! Alternative facts. Oh, goodness. The Betches Sup Podcast. America! So, stressful week, right? It's Another always one. a stressful yeah. <laughs> week. I feel like there used to be some weeks that were, like, fine. Yeah. And now they're all just really yeah. awful it's either like one dominating thing that gets worse and worse every day or bad things happen every day this week is both yeah i mean you also have um you also have the fact that the president is at escalating his white supremacist views i don't even want to say racist anymore because i feel that word has lost all meaning i agree um he's escalating his white supremacist views revealing them layer by layer, layer by layer but in my opinion, in some ways, this is all just a distraction because who's talked about who's talked about Mueller and the fact that he wasn't exonerated in two weeks? Who's That's been true. talking about Jeffrey Epstein and the fact that Trump is deeply involved in that situation or the fact that he still has not turned over his tax returns? Right. And instead he's using he's like out and about making campaign videos. Yeah. Yeah. Making campaign videos while Ugh. he visits victims of a shooting. Yeah. So before we get into everything, Amanda, what is getting you through this week in Trump's America? Okay, this week in Trump's America, some really, really good news, actually, that a lot of people have been really looking forward to for a while, um, but no one more than um, Centoya Brown. So Centoya Brown, she was released from prison yesterday. You've probably heard her name from the hashtag um, Free Centoya that's been going around for for quite a while. She was arrested when she was 16. Um, She was sex trafficked when she was 16. She was basically forced into sex work by... You know, a group of like very violent pimps. Um, and when she was with a John, she saw that he had a gun. And at one point, in her words, he reached for it. And in self-defense, she carried a gun as well. And she killed him. She How was, did she have a gun? I think it's, it's a, she was in like a really dangerous situation. Like I think because people try to kill sex workers sometimes. Oh, OK. Yeah. So she or was maybe like, people were like in case she was robbed or something. But she had a gun in her purse that she wasn't like imprisoned, though. She's been in prison for 15 years. No, no, no. I mean, oh, at the oh, time. Oh. No, 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 no. Yeah. She wasn't like held captive. No, no. Okay. No, she was just sort of trafficked and sort of, you know, I assume just circumstances. She she had no choice and was manipulated. She was charged as an adult, an adult um, and she was supposed to serve 51 years in prison. But there's been a lot of outcry over this because she was so young, because she was sex trafficked, because she has argued self-defense. And a lot of people have been very sympathetic to that. So recently, the Tennessee governor, um, he's not governor anymore. His name is Bill Haslam. Um, offered her clemency and she was finally released yesterday. Yay! Yeah, and she got nice. yeah, she got a bachelor's degree while she was in there. She got an associate's degree, and it's the type of thing where it like, you know, she's been in there for fifteen years, and I really think like social media plays a huge role in why she was released. Like Kim Kardashian was advocating for it, Rihanna, um, Rihanna was a- advocating for it. So this was like something that was just a devastating story that honestly I don't I did not expect to end this way me either yeah it's a nice surprise yeah so she gets her life back she's only 31 that is great I do just want to point out that she was tried as an adult at 16 yeah it's funny how when you have a person of color who is who commits a crime and those you know kind of transitional years between teenage adolescence and adulthood 
if they're a minority, they tend to always be looked at as an adult, yeah. fully accountable to their decisions. But then when you have, you know, a young white man, a young right. Brett Kavanaugh, yeah. who's mm-hmm. 17 or 18. Oh, he's just a kid. Why would you ruin his life for something he did when he was a kid? Yeah. Meanwhile, this woman has been in jail for 15 years and no one's like, oh, her life was ruined. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. Right. Yeah. There are some really disturbing studies that say that even like young black children, people perceive as being more adult and are less um, sort of forgiving or sympathetic to like normal child behavior. And they face like really harsh punishment. There's lots of like disturbing things around that. And also like I was thinking like she was charged as an adult, but she was 16. States vary with what statutory rape is, but it's like, okay, it's a it's a crime to have sex with her. But because she's a child, but when she commits a crime, she's an adult. Right. Well, if you're Alan Dershowitz, yeah. you can have sex <laughs> oh, at 15. <laughs> so Gross. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I mean, what's getting has you, their taste. What's getting you through the week, Sammy? Oh, a very exciting thing. <laughs> One of, honestly, okay. My love of politics began. <laughs> I swear. I was in fourth grade. And I broke my wrist because I was roller skating in my kitchen. <laughs> and that night I went to the hospital. And what was on TV? Monica Lewinsky being interviewed by Barbara Walters. And that began my love of politics, specifically sensationalized stories that demand faux outrage. (laughs) That's what got me into all of this. So I'm so happy that the next season of American Crime Story will cover Bill Clinton's impeachment trial I'm so excited. I'm so excited. It's called Impeachment. Monica Lewinsky is producing it. Good. Give I the know. girl some money. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Uh, Beanie Feldstein will play her. I love her. Love Beanie so Feldstein. much. And yeah. she's so funny. So I'm curious to see I'm her sure in this. we'll have another layer. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Um, Sarah Paulson will be in it. She'll be Linda Tripp. Linda Tripp was Monica Lewinsky's friend who ultimately, <laughs> she's <laughs> the one who like knew that there was the blue dress with the right. Yeah. Very. Uh, Did you know, understand that part when you had your broken wrist in fourth grade? Honestly, no. Yeah. I was just like, this is like, I didn't, yeah. I don't even I know. I think I was always like, that's, I guess they spilled something when they were hanging out. Like, <laughs> it came up a lot. Oh my God. I had I totally, no concept. I didn't even hear about the cigar till I was like in college. Yeah. But I hope that gets its own Ooh, little yeah. I hope there are some, some more like Easter eggs yeah. and new things. I happen to love American Crime Story. I think obviously Ryan Murphy's amazing. I I have watched the past few of them. The O.J. Simpson trial was a favorite of mine. Oh, I'll watch that. Um, and it's based on Jeffrey Tubin's book, A Vast Conspiracy, the real story of the sex scandal that nearly brought down a president, a book that I have read. <laughs> yeah. Because, I'm guys, I'm telling you, like, I'm passionate about yeah. this. And <laughs> <So, laughs> love Monica Lewinsky. She kills on Twitter. So good on Twitter. And the woman has been through so much. Right. And I just hope that, you know, the rest of her life, she gets to, you know, kind of have, I don't know, not forgiveness. Right. But, you know, I hope that she kind of is vindicated. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's happening. I think it's, I, I always remember like before I was sort of like an adult and understood like how smart you have to be to white, be a White House intern. I always sort yeah. of viewed her as like, yeah, she was like the pretty girl that was like around and maybe kind of like. No, she was like a smart, accomplished girl. You have to be. Everyone who, in there. Let's be honest. She was, what, 22? Yeah. And the president, who should fucking know better, right. is hitting on an intern. Right. And she was like, apparently she was like really into him. Like she thought he was really hot. I mean, that's not the craziest thing. No. That a 22-year-old would think that President Bill Clinton was of hot. Of course. Especially since he was like always like flirtatious yeah. and stuff. And I think honestly that he played a large role in this happening. Yeah. She was into it for sure. Right. This was not sexual harassment. Yeah. But 
it is in the sense that he should know better. Right. Yeah. And I, his impeachment was ultimately like, I don't think because he had an affair with her, it's because he lied about it. Right. Which yeah. I don't like that it's called American Crime Story because he his crime was right. I don't like that they're going to. That's true. I know. Yeah. It gives it like a weird taint. Yeah. But that's what the series is called. Right, right. So I'm really excited. That is it's, coming out September 2020. Get yeah. excited. Like, oh, God. that's the, I just realized that's like, what, like a month before the election? It's like a month. I guess it doesn't matter, but he'll make it matter. Trump will make it matter somehow. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if they thought of that. Oh, God. So I it, bet they yeah. did. It's a month before the election, a few months after I'm getting married and going on my honeymoon. That's the only thing I'll have Perfect. left to look forward yeah. to. <laughs> yeah. Um, and potentially voting this asshole out. Word. So speaking of him, on the heels of these tragic gun massacres in Dayton and El Paso, Trump has decided to go visit those places. Yeah. And a like very well orchestrated uh, campaign. Propaganda. Yes. Campaign. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. That's what it is. Yes. It's not. It's not a photo opportunity. No, it's not sincere. It is straight up propaganda produced like a 1950s propaganda video, maybe even earlier, maybe 40s. <laughs> I'm picturing like in Germany. Where, yeah, in Germany. That's where he gets all these ideas like from his military yeah. parade where he's going to have like airplanes flying yeah, and trucks probably. and tanks and yeah. they're going to be so cool. <laughs> he gets all these ideas from like watching Hitler videos on repeat, I'm sure. I think so. This would be a good time to reiterate that he did have a copy of Mein Kampf next to his bed which Ivana Trump revealed when they were getting a divorce. So if anyone Jesus. wants to wants to criticize the Take comparisons the I'm making between Trump and Hitler, please do not minimize these because he owned the man's book of speeches. Yeah. That's where he got his ideas from. Okay. So let's talk about this. Yeah. So he went to Dayton and El Paso yesterday. He started in Dayton and Basically, to sum up the whole trip, he completely politicized the tragedy, mocked mocked people running against him for president, mocked just anyone he could. Um, before he left, he like brought some real Charlottesville, there are wonderful people on both sides kind of energy. He said, I'm concerned about the rise of any group of hate, citing Antifa and other sort of extremist leftist organizations that he knows about or people have told him about or he reads, he sees on Fox News. Um, that was before taking off even. Can I ask you a question? Antifa. What is the organization? Like, are they registered anywhere? Like, what is Antifa? It's just this. It's a very, like, diffuse. Label. Sort of, like, label. I, I don't know how they like arrange their right. gatherings. Yeah, yeah. I definitely think it's fair to say the animating factors, while opposite, are sort of, like, tap into the same thing about people. But they have not been responsible for any violent attacks. The Dayton shooter reportedly had, like, referred to his leftist politics on social media, but they've not concluded that that had anything to do with his motive. That doesn't mean it doesn't. It just seems unlikely. He he was like an incel who was mad at everyone. Right. Well, I think that stands in contrast to the um, El Paso shooter who specifically drove 10 yeah. hours motivated by Trump's rhetoric to come shoot people. Because Same words. There was yeah. a, because there were... He knew that migrants come yeah. there and they were, quote unquote, invading. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so before he came to before Trump visited these places, the people didn't really want him to come, especially because one could argue specifically in El Paso that these tragedies are driven by him. Yeah. So they didn't want him to come, but he came anyway. Um, yeah. They were like, we obviously respect the office of the president. And so he can come and we will be gracious. And of course, he can come and 
yeah. support people to whatever if people want that. Yeah. So in in Dayton, he toured the Miami Valley Hospital with Ohio Senator Sherrod Brown and the mayor, Nan Whaley, who were respectful of him because like you're not going to be a dick to someone's face. Yeah. If that, you're not oh, him. Yeah. Ohio is a purple state. There's a lot of Republicans there. Yeah. Um, and the press was not allowed to accompany him and his wife on the tour. And many were wondering why. But the and the question was soon answered for us when a few hours later he released what straight up looks like a a, a propaganda video yeah. of him visiting and shaking hands with people in the hospital, taking thumbs up pictures with like the staff. And honestly, the only time I've seen him smile that big was when he was hanging That's out so with the Russian ambassador, <laughs> Sergei Kislyak, in the White House a few yeah. weeks after he got elected when he said that he had solved the problem of James Comey because he yeah. was nuts and he fired him. I've never... Who goes to... He was to beaming. Beaming. Beaming with pride. Never seen a smile that big. Yeah. And other they than when he was with makes Sergei sense <laughs> Why they wouldn't let press... That's why there's a lot of like, well, were they respectful? What happened is because they wouldn't let press to them because they were like, we don't want this to be a photo op. Hours later, they released like the f- photo op of the decade they, it of was him. their yeah. photo op. Right. Oh, of course. Right. I mean, Trump... If you if you fo- if you follow people who worked on The Apprentice, um, this one this one uh, comedian Noel Kassler tweets about it a lot. Trump produced The Apprentice. He would redo yes. takes of it so that it would make sure that he would be produced in a certain way. He knew going into oh, yeah. this that he was going to produce this visit. What do you think happened I'm, if someone sneezed? <laughs> I'm sure he was like, "Gross, get them out." <laughs> Shoot him. Yeah. But How could you? Honestly, oh, like I, I feel like I made that joke, but like that's literally what one of his supporters said yeah. in a rally yeah. in Florida. And he joked, he was like, only in the panhandle. Right. Like it's there's no Okay, so his his afterwards his aides were tweet were tweeting that he was treated like a rock star when it's yeah. like this moment is not about you, dude. Completely. Like this moment is about people who either lost their lives or almost did or were okay, but they still yeah. are traumatized by this yeah and it's just like this isn't a, gl- a moment of glory this yeah. is a moment of somberness like no. these are human beings with right. lives not that are thanking lost. not offering not even offering thoughts and prayers at the very least just like taking taking selfies with it's really excited people they probably scouted beforehand it's disgusting yeah it is really disgusting and melania complicit melania went along with it oh completely yeah and so like the senator sherrod brown and nan whaley they they gave a press conference afterwards and they were like he was fine he was great like they seemed sort of like we're not gonna say anything bad like he was fine he was respectful he comforted the patients he did the right thing this is, these are things i'm quoting what do they you were think he grateful said to that he was there <laughs> does it hurt <laughs> Like what do you think he said? I hope like, they're like giving you mass amounts of opiates <laughs> to help my friend the Sacklers. I mean, I mean yeah, good point. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like I'm sure that the senator and the governor. I'm sure that the reason that they didn't turn this into like a into a cat fight is because they understand that this is about the people who got yes. shot and that adding more fuel to the fire fanning the flames they know that if they say anything that's not essentially like 100% praise of dear leader that he was going to flip out and it would just cause more trauma for their their right. their constituents yes. yeah like i almost feel that they were just trying to be considerate of the victims yeah, I think like so too. let's not criticize him and how he handled it. let's just like yeah. fucking just fucking do it we and then he yeah, criticized then he them anyway. his mind. Yeah. They said like I, during the press conference and I believe anytime they said anything not 
praiseworthy was like in response to a reporter's questions. And they were like, yeah, his rhetoric has been divisive. And they were they they said we urged him to consider gun legislation. And they just they simply said, yeah, he didn't confirm that he would. Like they just right. they he didn't say anything about that. He was just like, OK. And then that news conference, it's like eight minutes of them. being like, he was great. He was great. Yeah. He said some divisive stuff. He didn't promise anything. And then he loses his mind. Apparently, he saw it on TV while he was on um, Air Force One. On the way to on El, way Paso. El Paso. Yeah. And was like, somebody told the New York Times um, that was on the plane, like, he l- was losing his mind. And was like, why isn't anyone defending me? And then all of, a bunch of his aides took to Twitter to be like, this is a huge misrepresentation. Like, he was perfect. This is a disgrace. I, the fact that he, in between seeing the victims of a mass shooting in between those two events. Right. He spends his time stewing over the fact of the way, what people are saying about him is such an insight into his mind. He is the ultimate snowflake. Right. The number one head snowflake, big chief snowflake. Like he's literally like that like like wouldn't you think in between the those two somber, serious, tragic, yeah, you're like self reflecting. Yeah, I'm lucky to be alive. Yes. I'm lucky that I'm healthy and have a family. Like, maybe we should do something to help these people. I wonder how sad they must feel right. about the way that this what has just right. happened in this town. Yeah, like those are the things that should be, I think, going through the mind of a normal human who experiences like one percent of yeah. empathy, especially because he's not. I, I don't believe Trump has very strong convictions about really anything. I do believe he is a racist. But but most policy things that are unrelated to like keeping the rich rich, I don't think he cares at all. He is. I don't think he's like a gun nut. No. He doesn't care. He has said in the past like, yeah, this seems like a lot. Like, think about that. Yeah, I don't think he even cares about guns. I think he cares about, he knows who he needs to keep happy. Yeah, yeah. And these are people who he needs to keep happy. Remember, the NRA is yeah. where the, mo- the Russian money got funneled through. Yeah. So he really knows that he needs to to keep them happy, honestly. Yeah. If, here's the thing you just said. he does. He's not a man of conviction. The one thing he has cons- been consistent about since the time he was a fucking slumlord in the, in the Bronx or Queens or wherever it was. I believe it was Queens, so I misspoke. He has been discriminating against people of color. Yeah. The one thing he has consistently that's true espoused his entire life, whether it's against the Central Park like Five, the Central Park Five, his ten, his own tenants. When he said that the only people he wants counting his money are short Jews and yarmulkes, like the only Shit thing he is consistent about over decades is that he does not like people of color and he likes white people. In other words, white supremacy. Yeah. He has said before, like, like, why don't more people from Nordic countries come? Norway's his favorite. (laughs) It's like the only country he knows. It's only, yeah. He knows like five countries. He knows five countries. He just thinks Norway is like actually just like includes Sweden and like Denmark and Iceland. He knows Norway. He knows, he knows Iraq. He knows Iran, but he probably thinks those are like the same. He knows Saudi Arabia, his friends. He knows Mexico. Obviously. He knows Guatemala. He, this is all, probably all new, new to him because he's like, Guatemala, you have to keep you He have knows to keep Venezuela, yeah. but I think he thinks they're the same also. Yeah, the Soviet Union. <laughs> <laughs> 
when they had to change. Okay, there was like something yeah. like two weeks, a week ago or something. He's like, and they had to change their name to Russia. It's like, that's not what happened. Like, I'm sure that's the lesson they taught right. you when they brought you there and put you up in the Ritz Carlton where they were filming you being urinated on by a prostitute. But that's actually not how it went that's down. Right. Yeah, that's, <laughs> okay. He didn't read. That's not a book he read. But back to the victims yeah <laughs> yeah so yeah that he was tweeting like this board it struck me that he was like this board no resemblance to what happened well we don't fucking know that because you didn't let press in and all you've released is these pictures of you like beaming like i swear to god i thought they were gonna like lift him up Swear. And be like, for he's, a jolly, for he's a jolly good fellow. Like, that's what these pictures look like. It's gross. He was ready to crowd surf with the, ho- the hospital staff. Yeah. Yeah. More like, yeah. A friend of mine, a friend of mine works at um, University Medical Center in El Paso. And she was saying that the night before, like these workers, hospital workers were making repairs and like painting the hallways. And they'd already been there for so long. The hospital was so crowded and there was so much going on. And like many of these workers were people of color and having to do this for like overnight and work extra hours and not go home to their families while they are mourning and this ass to get ready for this dickhead to shoot his propaganda video. Yeah, pretty much. I bet you he was like, Russia, Mexico will pay for it. (laughs) (laughs) Mexico will pay for your repairs. Yeah. So after he goes off on Twitter, Nan Whaley, the mayor of Dayton, is like, she says she's very confused about why this is happening because she didn't say anything negative, right. which is the snowflake aspect. Cause yeah. like, it, right. Yeah. So then he gets to El Paso <laughs> and he was saying, he was like, he was like talking about how great it was in Dayton, yeah. even yeah, though it was like, kind of like you better measure up to Dayton. And obviously in El Paso, there's a, there was a great deal more sort of animation about his racist rhetoric because we know that's how what motivated that attack and it is a, it is a border city yeah so there were protests at the medical center and when he arrived at a nearby police emergency operations center a group greeted him with a large white bed sheet that had the words racist go home written on it um and then after that he accused democratic presidential candidates of politicizing the tragedy while while he politicized the tragedy and we have a clip of him responding to a reporter asking like why he's politicizing the tragedy and then he you'll see continues to do that yeah they shouldn't be politicking yeah they shouldn't be politicking today Uh, i had it with sherrod brown Uh, he and the mayor nan wally uh, they asked uh, to go in could we possibly go in and make the tour with you i said yeah let's do it i took them in at their request we made the tour they couldn't believe it she said it to people he said it to people I get on Air Force One where they do have a lot of televisions. I turn on the television, and there they are saying, well, I don't know if it was appropriate for the president to be there, you know, et cetera, et cetera, you know, the same old line. And they're very dishonest people, and that's probably why he got, I think, about 0% that he failed as a presidential candidate. Then he also took the opportunity to go after presidential candidates. Good um, time. Yeah. Joe Biden made actually a really powerful sort of speech calling Trump out for his racist rhetoric. Um, saying that he fanned the flames of white supremacy. And then we have a great clip after a reporter. He replied about Joe Biden calling him sleepy, blah, blah, blah. It's like the seven dwarfs over here. Yeah. Calls him sleepy. Someone asked Joe Biden, what do you think about this? And we have a clip of Biden's response. It's both clear language and in code. This president has fanned the flames of white supremacy in this nation. His low energy vacant-eyed mouthing of the words written for him, condemning white supremacists this week. I don't believe fooled anyone. We have a problem with this rising tide of supremacy, white supremacy in America. And we have a president 
who encourages and emboldens it. And then, okay, Beto O'Rourke has been super, super involved. You've been hearing his name a lot this week because he's like he he's used to live in El Paso. I believe it is it is part of the district he used to represent as a representative. And he has just been like he's a racist. Like we need in that now he and Elizabeth Warren are straight up calling him a white supremacist. And Trump has been reacting to that, saying that Beto uses a phony name to like suggest Hispanic heritage. His last name is O'Rourke. Right, right. Yeah. No one. He doesn't. Thinks at, he doesn't his pretend. <laughs> He's like very. I think it's like a playful nickname that his family gave him, short for Roberto. Yeah, yeah. it's not it's like even Boo like. It's, yeah, it's not like an Elizabeth Warren situation. Yeah. He right. is. I'm sure it could be had she not like had that massive fail. Like, had you yeah. maybe not seen how bad it is to like imply that you have more unique heritage than you do. Yeah, I do feel that she's recovered from that. I, I mean, do Trump too. will still continue pushing it. And maybe people who are a little lower information may also remember it. And that might penetrate for them. But like generally, I think that in terms of progressives, she yeah. has recovered yeah. from that. Right. Honestly, this made me see better work in a much better, yeah, better light. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, I think that he he I saw again what was so likable about yes. him in 2018. Yeah, um, yeah, and we actually have a clip of him um, responding. So MSNBC reporter straight up asks him, like, do you think he's a white supremacist? And this might seem like, well, duh, but no candidates have actually said that. They've called him a right white nationalist. But this is the first time candidates have straight up, and they've called him a racist. But this is yeah. really the first time they have implied that he believes that white people are superior. Right. And But then saying that out loud, it's like, well, duh. Right, and I would say the main distinction, let's play the clip. Is the president a white supremacist? He is. He, he's also made that very clear. He's dehumanized or sought to de- dehumanize those who do not look like or pray like the majority here in this country. He said, I wish we had uh, more immigrants from Nordic countries because those from Haiti bring AIDS. Those from Africa come from shithole nations. Um, he's been very clear about who he prefers to be in this country and who he literally wants to keep out with walls and cages and militarization and torture and cruelty. And, and again, we in El Paso have borne the brunt of all of that, but we in El Paso are standing up to all that right now. And I've never been more proud of this community than I am at this moment. Yeah, I, I give him props for being that straight up about it. I would say probably it's I guess it might be hard to distinguish between white nationalists and white supremacists. Yeah. But my impression of it is that a white nationalist is someone who believes that America should be a dominantly white country, yeah. whereas a white supremacist believes that white people, wherever they're from, are just better than people of minority, yeah. minority heritage. And that's what you get when you call them animals, when you refer to, you know, it's different. White nationalism isn't better when you're like, I wish this country was all white is different from saying Hispanics are invading us and infesting this country. Yeah. The language of pestilence, vermin, yeah. animals, anything subhuman has been used. It's like a tale is all this time. Yeah, it's true. The way people address this, the way people use that to propagandize against groups that they want to victimize and then hopefully in right. their hopes later commit a genocide against. Right. So this is like whether it stops here or it keeps going, that's really the only question because that is, that, that's where it goes from right. there. Once you start, it always starts with a dehumanization of another group and using rhetoric like animal, vermin, right. infestation, invasion, all of that is, that's what you're saying. Right. Why are these camps still open when seven children have died in them? Because he has made it that people don't see, they see them as animals because that's how he's referring to them. We've said it yeah. a million times that if these were seven white children, forget about it. Forget about it. 
Right. And we're going to get back into our one more thing is going to be about um, ICE, an update. Yeah. Um, but in in the meantime, just speaking to the gun control debate, Congress is looking into passing red flag laws. Red flag, red flag laws are basically laws that allow authorities to remove guns from the hands of people who are deemed dangerous. And Republicans seem to be into it, which to me is a bad sign. Yeah. Um, Basically, they're still opposed to background checks. Trump says that there's no political appetite for that. I would disagree, considering 90% of Americans support background checks. 93, 89, 90% of Republicans do. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. great. Even more. Yeah. Um, so, so basically, they're against preventing someone from getting a yes. gun, but they're pro-taking it away, yeah. which to me seems like a harbinger of how they're going to use those laws to take away guns from people that they disagree with, should right. we get to that point. So yeah. right, I mean, when does like why. dangerous also refers to like a danger to themselves or other if they're having, it, they are in place in some states and they mainly work to prevent suicides. I mean, that is like the biggest cause of gun violence, I think. Um, but yeah, it's like why, like where what is, is eventually is mentally disturbed going to refer to socialists? Yeah, like, yes, you know? that's where right, we go. Of course, that's it's where like, we go. It just seems tremendously easier not to give a gun to a person with a a background of troubled mental health in the first place. Of course. Somebody could develop them or develop a pattern of violence or or this right. behavior after they get a gun. So we should obviously have both. Yes. But in this instance, yeah, they want you know where they're going to yeah. take it. Yeah. And Chuck, where they always yeah. take it. Chuck Schumer, minority leader in the Senate, has said, like, sure, if you also pass the background check bill, which the House has already passed. OK, great. Of course. Right. But it's sitting on Mitch McConnell's desk, right. which is probably like hoarder levels deep. For sure. Um, Because all all the bills he refuses. (laughs) Bills, bills, bills. This episode has been brought to you by Care Of. Care Of is an amazing subscription service that delivers vitamins and supplements customized to your specific health needs. Guys, to get Care Of, you do one of my favorite things in the world, which is take a quiz about myself or yourself. In your case, it will be yourself, not me. Um, And you basically answer questions about your diet, your lifestyle, your fitness and health goals. And then they put together a personalized plan just for you. So let's say you want to reduce stress. Let's say you want to get better sleep. Let's say you want to have better digestion. They will come up with a personalized plan just for you. And then they send it to you. So you get basically it's a a subscription vitamin service. Monthly, you get a box. The box is also personalized just for you. And they and each day's vitamins come in a little packet that you put that has your name on it. It has a little fun fact. It makes you feel great about doing something for yourself that is super easy and convenient. Also, the individually wrapped vitamin packets are now made from compostable plant-based film that meet the safety standards so your vitamins are kept fresh while now being better for the environment, which you guys know we're a fan of over here. Also, there are vegan and vegetarian supplement options available to match your dietary needs to ensure you're getting the nutrients you need for those specific diets. So we have a special offer for you. We're going to help you guys save money because we know you need it. Things are getting really expensive with these, this trade war we're in with China, which we didn't even have time to mention today. So we're giving you 25% off your first care of order. All you have to do is go to takecareof.com and enter the code SUP. Again, that's 25% off, which is like a quarter, which is a lot, um, off your first care of order. All you have to do is go to takecareof.com and enter the code SUP. Okay. Um, for our next topic, we just want to talk about the Soul Cycle Equinox. Um, the the owner 
Stephen Ross, um, he's a billionaire, of course. Um, he owns related companies, which is, which owns um, Hudson Yards in New York. It owns Equinox. It owns SoulCycle. Um, and he, Pure Yoga, and he, and the uh, Miami Dolphins, <laughs> and, in case anyone cares. Because everybody who goes to yeah. SoulCycle loves the Miami Dolphins. Right. Yeah, it's a strong brand. Right. So... <laughs> Um, this guy, Stephen Ross, is planning a fundraiser for Trump this weekend, this coming weekend in the Hamptons uh, for high rollers. It'll be a luncheon on Friday. Attendees will pay up to $100,000 for a picture with the president. That's a two, lot of money for Instagram. To listen to a roundtable discussion. But it's like, isn't that the luncheon? Also, you just have lunch, but then you have to pay more. The roundtable discussion is going to be just Trump like bitching. Oh, yeah. It's not even going to be a discussion. It's yeah. just going to be like everyone tell me I'm great. Right. Yeah, so people are um, upset about yeah, this. this news came out yesterday. I'm personally upset about it. I do belong to Equinox. Yeah. And this has kind of caused a bit of a... It's been on my mind for yeah. the past... Since this news came out. And I think a lot of people want to boycott Equinox and SoulCycle. They both release statements that say we have nothing to do with this. Stephen Ross is a passive investor. It's like, okay, yeah, he's a passive right. investor. He's not managing the gym. Right. He's just like... Taking the money. Right. It's not like it might not be accurate to say like every every dollar you pay for your soul cycle class or a portion of that goes directly to Stephen Ross. But what's the difference if he's an investor and the owner and, and this is profitable? Yeah. The financial success of these two massive, really um, super bougie brands results in him having more money. Yeah. This is a man who received a five point six billion dollar tax break to build Hudson Yards in New York. So yeah. no skin off his back. And his response to this before we get into the sort of moral dilemma I'm having um, is that I have always been an active participant in the democratic process. I've known Donald Trump for 40 years. Not a brat, not a brag, bro. <laughs> and while we agree on some issues, we strongly disagree on many others. And I've never been bashful about expressing my opinions. I have been and will continue to be an outspoken champion of racial equality. <sighs> Like, no, you don't get no. to pick. No. You don't get to be like. he lists, he says, racial equality, inclusion, diversity, public education, environmental oh. sustainability. Oh, sorry. I didn't Trump hates quote. all that shit. What are you talking yeah. about? Then why do you. I, I, my response to that statement is like, what do you like about him? He's yeah. just your friend? Well, he's known him for 40 years. Yeah. No, Trump doesn't have friends. He also says, and I will continue to support leaders on both sides of the aisle to address these challenges. Okay. Okay. Here's why I struggle. Yeah. I really did want to cancel my membership. First of all, it's like you have to fucking die to yeah, get out of membership. Let's just talk about that. A lot of people were DMing us feel, very generously yeah. being like, just say this or say you moved. And I was like, yeah, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'll say I'm OK, sure. Whatever. Yeah, whatever I was like, I don't know I'll if I want to help people commit fraud. But what, yeah, whatever it is, I'll say. I don't know if I will. Yeah, I just don't know if this is worth it. For me because ultimately who gets hurt it's the people cleaning up the locker rooms yeah. it's the people running the classes they're not billionaires they're just people trying to like live right it's, and and ultimately that's who it hurts if they close a gym all those people lose their jobs right it doesn't it's, hurt Stephen Stephen ross. ross doesn't even know the gym is closing no. he doesn't, probably doesn't isn't even aware of it right so it's like what does it really do for me to cancel my gym membership or say i'm never going back to soul cycle other than hurt the individuals who many of them are minorities or LG or part of the LGBTQ community. And how is that helping them? Right. Yeah. And it's like, what do we, what do we want by boycotting either Stephen Ross to cancel the fundraiser? It's tomorrow. Then he'll write a check. Right. Yeah. So I, 
I feel like that would have been announced by now. I do think canceling. If he did cancel the fundraiser, I would be happy. Yeah, he'll just write a check anyway. But like, that's true. It's a statement to cancel or not. Yeah, or they like some some like really rich woke person is like, okay, I'll buy Equinox from you. Yeah, I mean the the thing is, Stephen Ross is not going to suffer from like you and me canceling our memberships. He will suffer the PR moment. Yeah, and he'll suffer from a very another very rich person who refuses to like do a partnership with one of his businesses. Who who their company won't be a sponsor for the Miami Dolphins or won't put their put their their yeah. store in Hudson Yards, whatever it is. I think that's the way that you actually, but you know, that's very few people who have the ability to make those decisions. Right. And oh, I hate to say this, but like, I was thinking about this this morning. I was sort of looking around my apartment. I'm like, so like, I have it's so much shit. So hard to escape. I cannot, yeah. I don't even know how I would know right. which of these companies that created these things that I live amongst. How do I know what those people are doing for the Trump administration. How do I know what every owner of every company is doing, where they're donating? I mean, for uh, so many companies work with ICE. So Microsoft, Amazon, Dell, Deloitte, Wayfair. Wayfair. Like, what's the option? Well, and it's like Trump is one thing, but if you consume things, and it's really hard to do that if you're not to do that if you're a person in the world, you are participating in somebody else's pain to some degree like it's it's just a fact but i think that fact is also because we live in this i hate to borrow this term but like it really is a swamp yeah there is so much corruption between government and big corporations and because most most companies are not small businesses anymore that you can like support a small business most of the wealth in america is created by these huge companies these huge conglomerates that even if they are you hear their name but maybe they own other smaller companies and it's just the amount of the amount of money that's concentrated amongst so few people who were all probably to some degree like trump represents their financial interests how can you escape yeah. it because everything is created by these like five I to know. ten that's, companies? That's what always surprises me whenever it's like, okay, this company is involved. And then you learn about all the companies that that company owns. Yeah. Right? Like, yeah, okay, Equinox. Okay, well, that's SoulCycle. That's Pure Yoga. That's Blink, which like this was sort of framed as like, okay, like bougie millennials are sad. Blink is a very affordable gym. Yeah. Like it's not bougie millennials. Right. And it's like, and even if it's not bougie millennials, what about people who buy from Wayfair? Totally. Everyone buys from Wayfair. It's like, it's it's impossible to grapple with. I think, actually, if there's anyone who is trying to grapple with this, it's Elizabeth Warren, who mm-hmm. says that the biggest issue is corruption in America, yeah. because that is really what it is. It's that these companies are so in bed with the government, She's and the, the government yeah. is doing such horrible shit that, like, you can't even separate the two anymore. Right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it doesn't even, it's like, okay, I'm not going to buy from Wayfair, but Wayfair gets its stuff from other companies that are probably perfectly fine and not like a lot of companies after that were like all right yeah we're gonna pull we're not gonna sell our overstock to wayfair anymore and then they suffer because they don't have that and like for example ice uses an hr company to manage its to manage its people if you're a company that needs an hr an hr firm it is so much harder to like switch your hr firm incur probably costs and fees and maybe not even have as good of an alternative yeah just in protest of that mm-hmm. it's so hard to look at every single thing that we all consume from it just we all hurts consume so much yeah. right maybe exactly. this is the punishment we are getting because of our our insane amount of greed and consumerism yeah, punishing ourselves yeah 
Anyway, do you think anything will come out of this or do you think it'll just fizzle no, out? That's it what happened with Wayfair. Out. Yeah. If Mueller and Jeffrey Epstein and the fact that Trump lost more money than than any other taxpayer taxpayer in like a 10 year span if all of those stories could go away this one's gonna go away too that's true which is scary because to make it go away you need something crazier to happen Mm -hmm. right yeah okay um before we move on to one more thing i just want to ask you guys to please rate review and subscribe to this podcast we can't even tell you how much it means to us when we read really amazing reviews from you and and that how much it helps this podcast gain traction, gain traction through the algorithm on iTunes specifically. Also, we are on Spotify if you want to listen there or have a friend who's anti-iTunes, whatever it is. <laughs> please, please, please rate and review us. Tell us what you think. Your feedback is so, so, so appreciated. And all, and honestly, like we're not even saying this for ourselves. Like this isn't really for, you know, our own like popularity yeah. or glory or anything. Honestly, it's because we really feel that this is important. Yeah. That it's important for for you guys, you as a listeners, to spread the message to your friends, to people who may not think that it's cool to be politically engaged. You know what? It's annoying to keep up with the news. It's usually bad. It's usually confusing. It's never funny. It's it's rarely funny. Rarely except funny. here. Yeah. It's often confusing and it's not in vogue. It's right. not like talking about the bachelor over a, a bag of skinny pop. Right. But it is really, really meaningful and important. And even if even if your level of engagement just means sharing this podcast with a friend, telling them that you like it, sharing an episode that you liked, maybe if there's a specific topic that interests you, it is a huge, huge, huge help to us. Yeah. So please write, review, and subscribe. Share that you're listening to the podcast on your Instagram story. Tag us. We'll regram you. Sign yes. up for the email. Betches.co slash sub sign up. We do giveaways every once in a while. So please, please, please get more involved with the sup. wherever it is and um that was my plug yeah one more thing one more thing all right ice is back on their bullshit yesterday they completed the largest one of the actually the largest u.s immigration raid in a decade this was super surprising only because like the president has been talking about this a lot has been threatening huge raids you know like a little bit over a month ago he said that he was going to round up millions and that um, and then later said that, like at least 2,000 at least. And then that day, only 35 arrests were made. But yesterday, close to 700 people were arrested. Um, this happened in Mississippi at seven chicken processing plants. Um, they were mostly Latino r- workers in this huge workplace sting. ICE agents surrounded um, the area. It was like shortly before 8 a.m. Um, to keep people from escaping. Um, just rounded people up. Yeah. And brought them to like a National Guard hangar and people are being processed um, they apparently like blocked the exit so people couldn't yeah. get out. So this is not just like a casual stop by and check people's papers. No. This is like a fully Gestapo esque. That's what I was moment thinking. that's happening, and yeah. it's happening here. It's happening in our con- in in our country. I can't even believe like the words. They They're, yeah. I don't have them anymore. Yeah. And yet here I am still on podcasting. Right. I mean, even like it's gross to say like to keep them from escaping like. Yeah, that's what's happening. And I I saw this video of after the raids, these children standing outside hysterically crying because their parents were just taken from them. Can you remember being a child and your biggest fear was getting separated from your parent? You're five years old, you're eight, you're whatever it is. You're completely unable. Everything is your, your parents are everything. And 
they just get taken away. That is the nightmare, yeah. nightmare scenario. There is nothing that can undo that moment for these children. Yeah, the videos are so heartbreaking. And it's, I don't, we just had this whole discussion about ice and, yeah. and how to stop. Like, I don't even know. I don't even know. It's just so, so sad. Yeah. Some, some they say will be released for humanitarian reasons, which presumably refers to either their countries of origin are too dangerous to return to, or like you literally just ripped them away from their weeping child and where are those there are are videos of them with like zip ties wrapped around their wrists which does not seem necessary where are they going to go you're literally surrounding the whole place they are only criminals and i'm doing air quotes because they have not followed like our ridiculous path to citizenship here yes and And they're they're escaping zip ties they're escaping being murdered by gangs in their country what is so hard to understand no one would fucking come here and suffer this shit if it wasn't if the alternative was not potentially much worse right so that's what's happening in America this week. Um, I don't even know where to go from here. Yeah. All right. Please rate and review and subscribe. <laughs> and, until the end of democracy, I'm Sammy Fishbein. I'm Amanda Duberman. And this has been the Betches Sub Podcast. Betches.